It is March Madness, and we welcome you to the Bavada at Odds podcast. My name is Seth Everett. The head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook is Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, this is all college basketball. This is the big deal. This is the big month for the sportsbook, but it's also the big month for sports. Yeah, it's it's amazing that we're finally here. Although I'm still, gosh, we we have breaking news. You know, Virginia, you know, maybe has a COVID issue that's going to impact their game, and we can touch on what that means later. Georgia Tech just announced that some member of their traveling party could be a player, could be a coach. They're staying mum. Uh, we're going to get there. The committee has uh, contingencies in place, but uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We have March Madness back. That is what this month is about, and thank goodness after a year away that uh, this is happening. So tell me a little bit about what are what is available on Bavada's website because everybody knows the office pool, but no one's in an office. So everything's online. How can people go to Bavada and what will they find? Right. And uh, I am famously anti-bracket. I have been for a few years now, much to my wife's chagrin, because I share an office with her now and uh, she'd like to beat somebody this year. But uh, yeah, you know, for someone like me, I'm a bookmaker, but I'm also a better. And at Bavada, you know, we try and put out some version of what our Super Bowl offering looks like. A lot of exotics, a lot of, you know, futures are popular, but uh, will a 16 seed upset a one? Which teams will make it to the final four with exact outcomes like that? So we're trying to create as many opportunities as possible for players to, you know, get these big payouts on crazy events. Cause that is March madness. It's right there in the name. Uh, you know, upsets happen. They just play one game. You know, we had a one seed in Virginia lose a couple years ago to, uh, Oh goodness. Uh, it was university of Maryland at Baltimore, the golden retrievers. I'm better at remembering the dog. Yep. I'm better at remembering the dog than I am the school, but, uh, and then, you know, good for Virginia, you know, very next year, they were right back. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. It's live betting, it's player props. It's, uh, and again, you know, much like the college basketball tourney where there were certainly uh, the conference tourneys, pardon me, uh, where there were a lot of, you know, opportunities for players to make their moves, grab a little value, you know, Georgia tech, we just talked about them. They benefited from some of this COVID stuff in the ACC tournament, uh, being able to skip Virginia being rested for that ACC championship, you know, again, paying attention to this, uh, these COVID issues, uh, will provide opportunities for value in a way that uh, traditional sports betting in traditional years don't provide. So uh, there's going to be a lot of different ways for players to attack this tournament. Looking at the Bovada page right now, we have 300 different ways to bet the NCAA tourney. So we're not quite at Super Bowl levels, but we still have a couple days to uh, you know put some more stuff out there. And it's, it's looking pretty exciting so far. Now, it's funny, since you brought up Virginia, they get a happy birthday three to beat my Syracuse Orange. And then the next day they're disqualified because of uh, COVID. And I was just like, what? It's like, there's no justice in this. This 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 sport cannot escape it. And what I hope is that they get everybody in this bubble. You know, the games are all in Indianapolis and they've sent officials home, and I'm just hoping for no interruptions. Let the games be played. And what I hope is the, the magistry, you know, people don't realize how much was missed when the 2020 NCAA tournament got canceled. Um, I, I still think that was the biggest loss, and it's not just a loss at sportsbooks. It was a loss because whether you have a horse in the race whether your school is in it, whatever you know, school you either went to or you're a fan of, it's not just that. It's random matchup against random matchup for no reason. There's no 
geography connection whatsoever. And then it's the seating. It's the it is the bracket, but it's also you have these this winner take all and every game is an elimination game. And it's fascinating. Yeah, exactly. That single elimination format creates this high variance. Uh, it creates a lot of the chaos. Listen, if these were best of seven series, you know, we could hit the old EA Sports simulation button and put Gonzaga in the final four, probably in the national championship game. But one team running hot for 40 minutes uh, can make all the difference in the world. And that is part of the chaos and beauty and pageantry of an event like this. Circling back real quick for a second, just because I never heard the term happy birthday three before, but it did remind me that I do have my own Virginia based three point sadness for the last time there was a March Madness tournament because your boy Pat Morrow was holding a Texas A&M or sorry, Texas Tech, (laughs) Texas Tech, 100 to one ticket in that game. The best defense, according to Ken Palm adjusted ratings that we love Ken Palm as bookmakers as betters, all they had to do was foul Virginia And they collapsed on a fake towards the basket, kick out to the corner. We all know how it ended. Virginia wins in overtime. Congrats to the Cavaliers. Sadness for poor Pat Morrow, who did not hedge that 100-to-1 bet on Texas Tech. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that that is what this tournament brings. It has highs. It has lows. It has you, you know, cheering for mid-majors that can make really good runs. A team like uh, Loyola this year bit screwed by the committee but uh, otherwise you know they're a top 10 Ken Palm team and they'll have to face Illinois in the second round uh, assuming they get past uh, whoever their first round matchup is pardon me that is Georgia Tech so this all goes full circle on us Uh, it is a beautiful wonderful chaotic time of year I'll be quite honest those first opening days which are now Friday Saturday this year not Thursday Friday we've got some funky schedule things going on uh, you know, they are absolutely stressful for us at Bovada. Uh, and to the extent that, you know, this is like the Super Bowl playing out for us, but if it was all day for multiple days right. and for teams that, uh, you know, I will be quite honest, we are not experts at to the extent that we are with professional football. We know the players, there's less teams, there's more coverage, there's more stats. Uh, there's a lot less noise. So I think, you know, there's so many more opportunities for players to really take a crack at us in a way that we can't defend ourselves. And uh, it's quite the challenge for us. It's one that uh, we love to try and uh, raise our game and uh, be up for, but it is a tough one, but it's, it's such a fun one, Seth. It really is. Um, Let's take a look at these, uh, these divisions, these, um, the brackets as as they are. Uh, We'll start in the West where the top seed is Gonzaga. Uh, Again, their path to get there, they'll take on, Assuming they win, you know, they don't even know who their opponent is because it's the play in game. But the Oklahoma Missouri matchup, that's the eight nine. And what I've found when you see the action that comes in when it comes to this, is it the major upset that gets the most action or is it the matchups, the seven tens, the eight nines? In this one, it's Oregon against VCU, the seven ten. Um, or, or is it the, the big ones? It's the uh, Iowa against Grand Canyon kind of thing. Right. So generally speaking, if I can uh, go back uh, to how this usually looks, uh, especially when you have, you know, eight, nine teams like like a Loyola that a lot of people think, hey, they were worthy of maybe even a two or a three. Uh, that will be interesting. The fact that Georgia Tech just came off uh, in ACC uh, championship, you know, fuels a little bit more interest in their side. Uh, for example, uh, Loyola is just a two and a half point favorite at Bovada right now in that game. 
but I think, you know, it's interesting to see where we are now versus where we might be come Friday when uh, the majority of these matchups are taking place. Uh, as it currently stands, a lot of the early action have been on the so-called COVID-affected games, uh, the Loyola and the Georgia Tech. Virginia versus uh, Virginia Commonwealth, I believe, is the matchup there, where that matchup has, uh, we've taken, gosh, have it just in front of me. And uh, we've taken the most money in that game. Oh, sorry, not uh, Virginia Commonwealth. It's Virginia, Ohio. The most money we've taken on a first round matchup is Ohio at plus seven and a half right now at Bavada, opened at nine. So, you know, as we get towards Friday, yeah, those one seeds will get, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more interest. What we do see, uh, and we saw this a bit over the weekend when uh, Gonzaga was down at half against BYU in the Mountain West tournament, or sorry, the WCC tournament, pardon me. Uh, the action that we saw live betting all of a sudden became our biggest position of the weekend in one game. And of course, Gonzaga came back, they won handily. And, uh, you know, we took a bit of a humbling at Bavada on that game, but uh, you know, that is again, the magic of the tourney is, you know, I, I remember again, we referenced that Virginia versus the golden retrievers. And if Virginia came back and won that game, the loss because of live betting would have been our biggest loss in the entire tournament. So this kind of transition from pre-match to live betting and, you know, uh, five years ago, it would have been maybe 80%, 20% betting handle. And now we're getting to kind of like a 50-50 split on some of these games that it's important that we do the legwork, that we have good lines before these games start and that we're paying attention to the COVID situation and everything else. But once these games start, we really need to make sure that we're on top of our game and offering really competitive odds because there are a lot of people that seeing the kind of limits that we have now, seeing the low margins that we're trading these games into, they might wait on the sidelines more and more for that in-game opportunity to present itself. The Eastern bracket, uh, LSU and St. Bonaventure. I always go to the 8-9 game. That's always the game that, to me, is the biggest pick em. But there's some intriguing matchups, including Colorado-Georgetown, the 5-12. Uh, and did you see the story of Patrick Ewing, how he was getting stopped by security? People didn't know who Patrick Ewing was at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks legend, his number is retired in the rafters, and they were asking to see his ID. Holy moly. Patrick Ewing was making light of it. I thought he was completely insulted. And whoever those security people, how do you not know who Patrick Ewing is? But anyway, uh, Georgetown's my rival as a Syracuse alum, but uh, you got to pull for Georgetown. They go up against Colorado. That's a 5-12. UConn, Maryland, that's a 7-10. Rick Pitino and Iona. Rick Pitino trying to resurrect his career. He's at Iona and he takes the Gales to the, the big dance to take on Alabama, who's a football power, but now they're Gaga in, 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 in Alabama for basketball. Just a great bracket. Yeah. Oh gosh, a, a lot going on there. And uh, I mean, college basketball and college football, you have this to an extent, but college basketball, not even uh, close. It's not I, even close. Well, what I was going to say, the personality that you have in coaches, because you have uh, what, what occurred with Patrick Ewing, you had this great line about uh, this is my house. And how could he not be recognized in his house at Madison Square Garden? Uh, I think Rick Pitino, uh, he had a great uh, quote the other day. He's, he's packing eight suits. He is, he's planning on going to final. I thought that was a great line as well. And there's already rumors that, uh, you know, he's potentially jumping ship to New Mexico immediately after this tournament. Uh, the storylines that, uh, you know, March Madness presents itself, the eight, nine games where you generally get a mid-major versus, you know, a pretty decent conference matchup there. There's something to all of these. And I, I, it's incredible what team will be able to make this kind of run you know, you talked about Georgetown, Colorado, Georgetown, currently a five point underdog at Bovada. 
coming off the strength of that big East tourney win. A lot of folks figured it might be Creighton. It might be Villanova that'd be coming out the other side of that. But Georgetown ultimately got it down in Patrick Ewing's house. Uh, It's, you know, a really strong region over there and just too many compelling games to count. It really is the Eastern region. And Patrick doesn't like bracket. I should say region. Uh, and again, they have the names, the, the West, the, the East, the South, it, there, all the games are in Indianapolis. I mean, there's, there's no secret, the Southern region, the six eleven Texas tech against Utah state, uh, the, the eight, nine North Carolina and Wisconsin, North Carolina was a bubble team for a while. Uh, Villanova against Winthrop, uh, Florida, v- uh, Virginia tech, seven ten. Uh, and Baylor and Hartford Baylor, of course, the team that didn't play a lot of games this season because of COVID and they're in, and you know, they rank the, it's one of the weird things. They rank the number one seeds, but who cares? You're a number one seed. You have as much of a chance at the final four as anybody else. And it's not like there's home home court advantage. No. And, and sometimes uh, it re- really is the luck of the draw. I mean, you look at Baylor who, uh, for most of the year, or at least earlier in the year, let's call it the first half anyways, uh, before they were getting all of their games canceled. But, uh, you know, Gonzaga and Baylor were kind of seen as neck and neck earlier in the season that, okay, let, let's go right to the end of the year. It's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor in the final. And some of that shine has kind of come off Baylor just a little bit, uh, both in performance, both in, uh, you know, efficiency ratings. But I mean, they're right there on that tier with, I think, your Illinois, your Michigan's. Uh, you know, it is Gonzaga's tournament, but Baylor, you know, that's a, not a bad bracket to be in North Carolina. Like you said, a bubble team and, you know, classic, uh, you know, there's going to be mid-majors grumbling everywhere that a team that was on the bubble all of a sudden is in that eight slot. Uh, you know, you might see North Carolina run hot just because good teams and blue bloods have shown that even if they are able to limp in the tournament, uh, you know, Kentucky was able to do this more than a few years ago, more than a few times uh, that if they get there, they've got a chance, but you know, looking at the rest of Baylor's bracket, you know, they're looking okay. They're not dealing with some of the best, uh, you know, mid-majors. They're not dealing with some of the, you know, larger, you know, top efficiency teams if we're looking back at the Ken Palm side. So for all the rest that Baylor got, uh, for all those cancellations, they, gave, they might be one of the more fresher teams going into this tournament. And in a South region, you know, they do not have too many buzzsaws in front of them until maybe, maybe they get to Ohio State in the regional final. The final region that we have not discussed, the Midwest region, uh, the 8-9 matchup, Loyola-Chicago, Georgia, Loyola-Chicago against Georgia Tech, uh, Tennessee-Oregon State, the 5-12, the Syracuse Orange, the 11 seed against San Diego State, uh, Clemson-Rutgers, that's another one, 7-10, uh, just another great matchup, and that's what it is. You know, it's Friday and Saturday, and there's going to be a huge ratings loss to me on Sunday versus Monday, because what is traditionally the Sunday of the NCAA tournament is going to be Monday ahead. And it's to get enough positive uh, results, not positive cases, but enough COVID-19 results uh, to make sure that everybody's cleared to play. And, you know, it's so wild to see. But Friday and Saturday are going to be wall to wall basketball. Yeah, it's nuts that Saturday is going to be as big as it is this year because we're used to, uh, you know, cutting the field in half after the first two, after Thursday, Friday. 
And goodness, that Midwest region. So I have to cop to the fact I have Illinois at 20 to 1, which is no longer available anywhere. It hasn't been available for a couple of weeks. So love the way they finished their season. They won the Big Ten. Although, listen, I would have liked them to bow early in that tournament. They were assured a one seed. They did not need to play that many games in that many days and risk injury, risk COVID positivity. So I'm glad they survived it. They've got an easy matchup in Drexel in round one. But, uh, you know, they're 22 and a half point favorites up Avada right now. So I'm going to comfortably put them ahead into the round of 32. But again, they are matched up with that real tough winner of Loyola and Georgia Tech. And these eight, nine games have really over the last couple of years, you're better off getting the winner of a 12 versus five than you are versus an eight and nine. Those one seeds really get a decent team in the second round. And Loyola Chicago, again, a top 10 team at Ken Palm is waiting for number one seed Illinois. On the bottom half of that region, you have Houston, which as a two seed, they've got a much easier route to that regional final. You're looking at Clemson and Rutgers. Rutgers, who you mentioned, and it made me laugh when you mentioned Rutgers because one of uh, my guys told me uh, prior to this that we have a million dollar liability if Rutgers reaches the final four. I'm not too worried about that, but uh, maybe (laughs) that guy on my team should be a little bit worried because our pricing was maybe a little bit off there to allow liability to get that high. So we may may need to circle back to that if we're still talking about Rutgers this time next week. But, uh, you know, as you know, Looking at the top teams in that bracket, in that region, it's Illinois, it's Loyola, Chicago, uh, to an extent, Georgia Tech. But again, we're going to have to watch very carefully that COVID situation there. Again, a mystery member of that traveling party. We don't know if it's a coach. We don't know if it's a player. We just know that whoever that person is will not be available for the tournament. And that has not been made known as of this recording yet. Uh, Houston looks like they have a much easier path. Again, they're 20 and a half point favorites. One of the larger uh, point spreads for uh, a number two seeding in that region over Cleveland State right now at Bavada. And I'd, I'd argue that, again, it's much more open for that two seed in that region than it would be for Illinois. Uh, fortunately, I also have a Houston future as well. <laughs> well, it's going to be wild. And they call it March Madness. Uh, it's the NCAA tournament. First time in two years that we're at this point. Uh, you can see all of these odds at Bavada. And of course, Enjoy the games. That's what I hope. I hope everybody really enjoys everything. Um, I know I'm looking forward to it, and I'm not a big college basketball person. And, you know, I've said before, I actually wrote a column uh, for Barrett Sports Media about what, as big as the tournament is, it's how small the regular season in college basketball is. I don't think the regular season holds any water and yeah, I watch my Syracuse team, but I don't, I don't get up for any of the big games, but for this you tune in and I can't get enough of it. Oh yeah. It, it, it's so hard to consume the regular season, and everything else on top of how many other sports are going on. But when it's March, it is March madness and good news for, uh, you know, places of business. Most people are working from home now. So we'll probably see a lot less people calling in sick this year. Yeah, there's no question about it. Patrick, enjoy the games. We'll see you next week for the Sweet 16. I I love saying that. Oh, can't believe it. That's Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. Thanks for listening to the Bavada at Odds podcast, and we will see you next week.